Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of WhoPod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for once again joining us here. On this episode, we have Emily Tarial. Now, Emily has got to be one of the sweetest people I've ever had the pleasure of speaking with. We're going to call this episode Sugar Cubes, and when you start listening, you'll understand why. Uh, Emily is the uh, human that created the CD for Felicia that we have seen in the uh, Team Human Facebook group. She is a co-author of the Eduardo and Enrico charity book for the Humane Society with Andy Tarks, our guest last week. Uh, and she's just a really, really sweet, sweet person. I, I, that's the best way I can describe her. She is one of the nicest people I've had the pleasure of being able to speak with in an interview setting. So enough of me going on about how sweet she is. Let's uh, let you guys discover it for yourself. Hoopod number 14 with our lovely guest, Emily Tariel. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Hoopod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for joining us here today. We have ourselves, as always, our lovely two co-hosts, see, Joey, lovely, as I said I would, uh, Joey Couture, to start. Yeah, he's making it a group thing, and now it's not as flattering anymore. I'm swiping left Fine on in you the, now. The wonderfully average Terrilyn Puxty. Oh, oh, you know how to make a girl feel special. Oh, that's a slap <laughs> in the face. I am sorry. That that was bad form. Um, I was trying to make it better and I made it worse. See, this is why I just need to stick to what I'm good at. Yeah, that's why I'm friends uh, with your anyways. wife on Facebook. I'm telling on you, mister. <laughs> anyway, so yes, we are also joined by our other lovely co-host, Tierlyn Puxty. Hello. And joining us as our guest today is... I'm going to use it a third time. The lovely Emily Tariel. Hello. Glad to be here. Emily, how did you find yourself to be a human? Well, I started out following Felicia Day's work, of course. And I just kind of fell in love with everything she did, basically. And also, then I found out um, she had a lot of YouTube videos online. And I started watching those, and I pretty much binged all of Co-Optitude, because mm-hmm. it was always fun watching them play games together. And mm-hmm. through that, through watching those videos, I sort of, I, I found out that Team Human was a thing. And I kept seeing things about Felicia on Twitter, so I joined Twitter. And through there, I met more and more people from Team Human, and I realized just how accepting and inclusive that community was. And it just, it, it feels so safe being part of them. And mm. then I started watching Felicia's gaming streams. And I started writing and recording songs for that. Um, Tribute to a Hunter is the title I went with it. And everyone just sort of like jumped on it and like gave me such good feedback. And I guess that's sort of how I made a name for myself, I suppose. So that's definitely that. That's kind of how I got into it, really. So, how did you first find Felicia? What was the the infection vector? Oh, um, let's see. I think it might have been like Supernatural, like her character right. Charlie. Cause I I'd been watching Supernatural long before that, and I saw her character. Right. I'm like, I identify with this so much. 
So that's sort of what got me into it. Charlie is an incredible character. I I don't watch too much Supernatural, but when I watch the episodes that Charlie's in, you could just tell how much she just kind of brings the show to a new level. Yeah, definitely. Actually, Emily kind of looks a little bit like the Charlie character before she cut her hair. She's got this gorgeous long red hair. It's oh, actually really cool looking. It's so true. Yeah. No, it's absolutely. Like everybody was like, we, everybody <laughs> thinks that at first, like whenever she posts a picture, everybody's like, oh, Felicia's posted a new picture. Oh, wait, no, it's Emily. <laughs> but that's just as good. She's like a stunt double. She's like amazing. <laughs> Thank it's true. you. It's true. Pretty cool when you can look like one of the people that you admire, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is pretty strange, but I don't know. It makes me happy too. No, you're really lucky. I've got oh. one of those faces where apparently I look like every single person in the world. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, no. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where someone always says, "Hey, you know what? You look like such and such," and then the next week someone will say, "No, you look like such and such." So I apparently look mm-hmm. like every single person in the world. You're really pretty, though. Oh, bless you. No, thank you. Oh. That's lovely. You're, you're uh, I'm wonderfully average. <laughs> <laughs> so says Tierlin and Tierlin alone. Um, okay, so when it came to uh, you got in through uh, Supernatural, then you came to the human community, you were watching her streams, and specifically you were drawn towards uh, Felicia's Tomb Raider streams, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved watching her Tomb Raider streams. I don't know, like, she's such, like, a kind and gentle person generally, but when you watch her, like, <laughs> killing animals and, like, humans and stuff, it, it's just so crazy. I don't know. I mean, I, I love Tomb Raider in general, so watching her play just made it so much better for me. Joey's seen the little, uh, the odd bit of footage of Felicia playing Tomb Raider, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. I don't, I don't know if it's just me or not, but Felicia has this ability where I want to say it was like halfway through the streams that she's had now. There was a point where she had to go back to an earlier stage and she was going after a deer. Actually, I think it was actually in the first episode. And she's trying so hard to take this deer down because all it's doing is just <laughs> screaming and screaming and screaming. And she's like, I hate this. I hate this. And she actually has to stop <laughs> after it's dead. And she's like crying. And I'm like... I'm laughing the entire time up to that point, and then I'm just like, oh, shit, now I'm an ass, because I was laughing the entire time. <laughs> well, you, the thing about it is you think she's doing it for entertainment value, but she's actually just really into it. Mm-hmm. You, you know and, what? Uh, I, I couldn't stop laughing when I watched um, Life is Strange, and that's what that's got me into the game. I'm obsessed with it. But um, at the very end, spoiler alert, depending on what ending you choose, is <laughs> the funeral. And Felicia is crying, but she starts Aww. laughing because there's a guy who looks like Larry David. And she goes, why is Larry <laughs> David at the funeral? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just one of those things I killed myself laughing. But anyway. <laughs> I've been still really wanting to play Life is Strange. Um, I didn't watch the streams because I wanted to play the game. Uh, someone that I admire, Dan Hutton, is one of the voices of one of the characters. So... Uh, I've really been wanting to to give that game. Yeah, a go, it's phenomenal. But, uh, you really should give it a go. Awesome. So, Eduardo, tell us your, uh, <laughs> your your relationship to Eduardo. Okay, so when I was watching um, Felicia's Tomb Raider streams, and Enrico, the, the orphan baby deer, came about, and the like adorable voice she uses for it. I mean, I saw that. 
Enrico had a Twitter account too, and like his interactions with Lady with the Layers, Lara's character, were so hilarious. And I remember during one stream, Felicia got attacked by a leopard, and she was like freaking out. I felt I felt so bad, but afterwards we were joking that the, that the leopard had like a little baby cub who is now orphaned, and I think it was actually Toronto Gal who named him Eduardo. And I'm like, I need to make a Twitter account for him, like, right now. And at first, I was worried that um, the people who run, like, Enrico and Lady with the Layers Twitter accounts, I was afraid that they'd think that I was trying to copy them or something, but they were really, really nice about it, and we started interacting right away. So, it was pretty great. Now, Enrico and Eduardo are, like, BFFs. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) Pretty sweet. Yeah. So, um, let's talk a little bit about your human cred, if you will. Um, There's been a few people that have been noticing you specifically as of late because of a project that you were working on. Tell us a little bit about that and any other cred that you might have. Okay. Well, I I think you're referring to my CD project. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, I like singing to myself a lot. And one time during work, I was singing um, Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas, and I realized mm-hmm. how similar it was to, like, the Tomb Raider streams with, like, the animals and sort of, like, protecting nature and stuff. And then I started, like, changing lyrics here and there to fit it. I'm like, holy crap, I could do a whole song with this. And so um, I wrote the rest of the lyrics, and I um, tweeted it to Felicia, and she thought it was really cool. And I'm like, I should totally record this because I can actually somewhat maybe sing. So, um, yeah, I recorded it and I posted it online and it got surprisingly popular. I think the SoundCloud post that I have for it currently has like almost 300 views, I think. So, yeah, it it got, yeah, it got crazy pretty fast. And I started hearing like other Disney music. I'm like... I could change this and this, and I just got inspiration from all of it, pretty much. And so I started writing more songs, and after that, I found out that Felicia, for her book tour, she was actually going to be coming to my town, which I live in the Midwest, so that, like, never happens ever. And so I'm like, how can I, what kind of gift can I give her that's unique from other things she's gotten in the past, but still expresses, Mm -hmm. like, how much she means to me? So I decided to write and record a full album of songs dedicated to her streams. And nice. um, for the album art, Joey actually helped me because he, do- ah. he does like the thumbnails for her streams mm-hmm. and stuff. Yep. So I got him to help me um, get the image that I used for the background of the cover art. So that was pretty awesome. Look at you, Mr. Couture. <laughs> yeah, he was super helpful. Oh, stop it. You're making me flush. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Fun fact, Tierlin Puxy, big fan of Pocahontas. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I love that movie. Oh, my God. Pocahontas is just the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you guys think of this new one that's coming out? I think it's Moana or something like that. Oh, yeah, I heard of that. I think it looks oh. really cool. I have not heard of this. What is happening? It's a South <laughs> Pacific. Uh, the Rock is the main character uh, <gasps> in it. So it, I, th- I think they just released the trailer yesterday. I did put it on my Facebook. I've been asleep. 
<laughs> okay, you're okay. That's fair. You have been asleep. That's true. <laughs> Time zones. It's all good. So, but you, you'll find it there. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I put it on Facebook. So oh my, it looks pretty the cool. Rock I, and Pocahontas. You can't go wrong. I love the fact that the 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 sidekick animal character, like how all the the quote Disney princesses have like little animal sidekicks. This one, mm-hmm. ha- she has a little pig. It's adorable. Yep. It really is. <laughs> so it's babe pig in the city <laughs> yes all right let's uh let's 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 uh talk a little bit about you and and dive into stuff that's a little bit outside of the who cred if you will okay why don't you as joey likes to say or now as i've now adopted to say so i should i should just say it like we like to say <laughs> tell us your life story life story wow very broad question um anything incriminating will be held against you <laughs> no pressure. Okay. In a hood court of law. <laughs> hood court of law. Is Felicia the judge? I'm. Sc- I don't know whether to be scared or happy. Mm, anyway, I think I can get Ryan. I don't know about Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm slightly less scared of that. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, okay. Well, my name is Emily. I am 23 years old, and I am from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I work in a bakery, which, I mean. I get to snack it's on cool. I get to snack on cookies now and then, but it's still hard work. Mm. Um, let's see. Yeah, is it, an, is it I mean, an antique bakery? No, no. Unfortunately, what is an That'd be antique awesome. bakery? It's an, it's an anime <laughs> reference. I was throwing it out there just for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> not. I wish. This is Captain Obvious <laughs> now on the podcast, not having a clue about anything anime. <laughs> oh, that's all right, Sugar Cube. Oh, there it is. Nice, isn't that? <laughs> it is. It makes you feel really special. Yeah, keep using that. That's very. That, don't ever stop using that. <laughs> to be honest, I, I stole it from My Little Pony, but shh. I I used to call people Sunshine, and Aww. that worked r- really well for a long time until somebody looked at me and said, "That's creepy." So I just. <laughs> oh no. Dead stop. All it takes is one person to tell me something's creepy, and I will never do it again. It's Aww. actually the nickname that Debbie Novotny from Queerest Folk calls Justin in the first episode of Queerest Folk. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I think of every time I hear somebody say the nickname Sunshine. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's ter- term of endearment. I like it because you bring brightness to my day. That's how I, anyway. Aww. Sorry for derailing you, Emily. Go ahead. Derailed. Derailed. (laughs) Sorry, continue on. No, it's fine. Okay, so I think I owe a lot of my geekiness to my older siblings because they they all like played video games, watched anime and stuff when I was growing up. So Mm -hmm. um, I actually learned how to read faster by watching my siblings play Zelda Ocarina of Time because they could all they were all older than me so they could read a lot faster than I could so if I wanted to understand what was going on during like the cutscenes and stuff and the dialogue Uh I Uh had to pretty much train myself to read faster to match it and Mm. ever as a result in like elementary school and stuff whenever we had to read a lot in class I was always the fastest because of video games so if anyone tells you that video games can't be useful in real life screw them because it's true that's right True, true story. I've been saying it for years. People didn't believe me for most of them, but I've been saying it. <laughs> I believe so, you. I have good hand-eye coordination because of Nintendo 30 years ago or whatever it was that I started playing. Oh, goodness. 
If I didn't hit it at the right time, then Mario died and I had to start at the beginning. You guys don't know that pain! Tetris, <laughs> Tetris, well, Tetris continues. teaches you how to pack a suitcase properly. That's true. Yes, yes <laughs> it does! True. I've used those techniques for that, it's so helpful. Every time I hear the Russian music in my head though when I'm packing, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. Like if I'm packing grocery bin at like the grocery... <laughs> oh. I'm like, oh god. Same here, oh goodness. Um, so you touched on a little bit into your video games. It sounds like uh, yes. you've got a couple here that are your loves. Um, yes, tell us yes. a little bit about them. Okay, so my first love is Skyrim. I love the Elder Scrolls series, and Skyrim is definitely my favorite because it is dragons. And I love dragons, but um, I don't know. It's I mean, for character c creation, it's a lot more open-ended than some video games because some games like, like Tomb Raider or Uncharted or something, like... You play as one specific character on one specific path. Yes, you can take different quests and whatnot, but you're still the mm -hmm. same basic character as everyone else who's playing that game. Right. But in Skyrim and the other Elder Scrolls games, you can basically choose like your race and like whatever playstyle you want. Like you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Well, specifically for Skyrim, anyway, you don't have to choose a specific class. You can basically just pick up whatever type of like weapon or magic that you want and go with that. And mm -hmm. I, I just love the freedom to do whatever. And there's so many different like factions and quests that you can go on. Like no two plays like playthroughs are going to be exactly the same. And I love that about it. Cause I can interjecting question here. Sorry, I didn't no, it's mean to okay. cut you off. I could talk. Have about you this. ever played uh, MMORPGs? I haven't, but I want to because because you you just described. I think if you like Skyrim for those reasons, I mm -hmm. think you would like that that those games the world of warcrafts the the final fantasies whatever your poison is yeah yeah i'm just picturing I, I love... emily as a gnome though in world of warcraft like, i'm just picturing it what with pink hair with pink hair i'm just, I'm just gonna throw it out there oh goodness <laughs> no i i always choose elves if i have mm. the option as do i yeah you mm. see in world of warcraft you have two choices you have the night elves and you have night the blood elf. elves now keep in mind blood elves. the blood elves Full are the, the sexy ones Oh, yeah. Elves. 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 Oh, goodness. <laughs> no, I go night elf. I'm an elf. A elf. <laughs> no, well, no, the, 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 yeah, as, as Joey was alluding to, the, the good um, elves are the night elves and the bad elves are the blood elves, depending on your point of view, I guess. Yeah, the elves are prettier. Just saying. They, they are prettier. I, there's no way. There's no two ways around. I remember when that expansion first came out. All the, you know, super fanboys were just going on about how pretty these characters are. I'm like, you guys know this is a video game, right? Like, it was it was a little bit too far. <laughs> Much like what they're doing with the Overwatch characters now. I'm like, guys, just scale it back. It's just a game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but if you're going to be sitting Anyways, there waiting so, for four hours, you want, you want to at least have something nice to look at while you're doing what you're doing. I might yeah, as well exactly. look fabulous while taking out dragons. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess different strokes for different folks, I guess. I concede. I concede. Uh, but sorry, so Skyrim, you were con continue on, please. No, it's okay. So, like, that's definitely one of the main reasons why I love it, because I can have two different play like playthroughs with two very different characters. Like, mm -hmm. my first character was a wood elf, a ginger, of course, but a ginger wood elf um, archer, and... I joined the Dark Brotherhood, and I got really good at killing things with arrows. So proud. But anyway, 
Um, for my second character, I went as a Khajiit. That's a feline race. And they get um, 15 damage um, unarmed attack bonuses, but they're claws. And mm-hmm. I buffed the crap out of that. Um, nice. In the rat, in the Ratway in Riften, there's a character who has these special gloves that give bonuses to unarmed damage. So, mm-hmm. killed him with an arrow, took his gloves, and then I, um, I learned that enchantment so I can en- enchant some heavy ar- armor gauntlets, and mm-hmm. I enchanted the crap out of my heavy armor and. I was at a level where most of the swords were doing like maybe like 20 damage or so. I was doing 70 damage just like punching the crap out of things. Yeah, it was awesome. But um, yeah, I attacked a dragon and I killed it just by punching it. And I got one of those kill cams that show up like when you're like killing the crap out of things. And my character just like jumped on top of the dragon and like clawed the crap out of its face and it was the best ever <laughs> sorry i probably shouldn't get so excited about that i'm so <laughs> <Not> jealous <laughs> absolutely get as excited as you want to be that's awesome i love it it's so much we've fun. all we've all had like our versions of it like i i'm, I'm right now playing overwatch and mm-hmm. I, I I don't often get play of the game, but when you do, it's kind of really nice to see. It's like, oh yeah, look at me kicking butt. But <laughs> um, you know, then people are like, oh, that was so lame afterwards, and kind of takes you back down to earth. <laughs> it's like, like, damn it! I like to have that moment without somebody telling me how lame it was. <laughs> um, but I guess on the opposite side of the adventuring scale, uh, Zelda's another one of the car- uh, games that you enjoy. Yes, I I love Zelda. There, I mean. I, I love pretty much all the games. I think, from a from a nostalgia standpoint, I think Ocarina is probably one of my favorites. But I also really like Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. I love the darker atmosphere in Twilight Princess and the Wind Waker. Like some people don't like it because it's cartoony, but I actually love it. And I love like the cell shading and the music and adventuring. I don't know. Have you played I, the new I, HD I remaster? It. Yes, I have. It's gorgeous. <laughs> and I, sorry. No, it's totally fine. You're, Don't you're have to apologize for enthusiasm. Totally no. No, I, 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 when I first bought um, Wind Waker, I was like, okay, these, this, the graphics. But after you realize that the graphics allow the gameplay to actually be better. Yeah. I was, okay, I was okay with it. Like that, that's where it won me over. It wasn't the graphics. I thought the graphics were still little cheesy at the end of the day personally mm-hmm. but the gameplay was allowed to be so much better because i didn't have to render so much so yeah i was i was fine with that i actually was at the end of it i, I quite enjoyed the game <laughs> tierlin the one that you like is majora's mask am, am i <gasps> yes. wrong yes majora's mask and ocarina of time i am uh, obsessed with them and i would you love have an it. ocarina don't you i do have I an ocarina oh i learned how to Sorry. play um zelda's lullaby and um a pony song and um, the the market song, yeah. So I drive everyone nuts because every now and then I just play it, and everyone's just like, "Oh, she's on the ocarina again." Um, <laughs> but you know what you I would put love? that in Nintendo love song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know what I would really love as a fan if they actually produced all of the masks because I've got a thing for masks. One of my first songs I ever wrote was called Mask. But yeah, imagine that. If you could collect all of the masks. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah. I'd right. buy all of them and go broke. 
Yes. I think a human could probably do this. And that's the crazy thing is this community is full of so many talented people. I so bet true. you there's a mask maker within this community. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I we, wouldn't we, be surprised either. We yeah. have we have a blacksmith. I'm sure we have a, we, we have a mask maker somewhere. Somebody's good with plaster and molds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm excited just at the very concept that there could be a mask maker in Team Human. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. That would be pretty I'm cool. Fabulous I, I would, with paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Joey's your mask maker. <laughs> so, oh, man. Um, now, something else I saw in here that uh, I, for, for anyone who may watch my YouTube videos, one of the little spots I have is something called Captain Obvious Watches Anime. And the reason why I made the show is I've never watched anime in my life until about two years ago. And the only, the only anime I've ever watched are the ones that people have suggested for me to do on the show that I do. So I basically put the show on, watch it, and react to it because... It's, it's a culture I've never been exposed to. It's a medium that, with, the, with rare exceptions, I mean, can say Voltron in the 80s, which, by the way, new Voltron, thumbs up. I've been watching <laughs> it, liking it. Um, and I guess Astro Boy, in theory. Um, I didn't watch any anime growing up. Um, so I, they, I sit down and watch these things. But you're a big anime fan, Emily. Yeah, I love anime. I grew up watching it, and I still do. You're into the mangas and, and all the rest of the loveliness? Yep, yep. Emily and I haven't... Which ones are your favorites? Well, I'm just going to jump in here and point one out automatically just Mm -hmm. because I I can't help myself. And and everybody knows that. And Emily and I share a love and passion for Sword Art Online. Yes! Yes, I love SAO. How do you feel about the fact that they're they're putting a hold on the third season so they can do the movie? Because I'm both upset and I'm okay with it at the same time. So like, oh, a movie, that means they're going to improve the animation quality. But, oh, I have to wait even longer for a third season. Damn it. Yeah, for me, I'm torn. I mean, if the movie ends up being really good and helps, like, move the story along and stuff, then I'm like, woohoo, that's great. But at the same time, I don't really want to wait. <laughs> Maybe I'm just too impatient, but I kind of just want to watch the show. <laughs> uh. Joey, if you want to continue the the questioning on anime, you have a lot more insight on it. By by all means, please. Okay. Um, Well, see, I'm one of those. I'm not trying to steal Emily's thunder here or anything like that um, or a spotlight or anything. But I'm just going to throw out there, like, when it comes to anime, I'm very stingy because I'm very, very picky. But I have learned Mm. that anime is one of those things you are allowed to be picky as hell if you want because there's so much of it out there. Um, mm-hmm. for instance, people will tell me like, oh, there's this great anime that involves like, you know, all this great sword fighting and, and it's got all this great conflict. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But I prefer to Akamika kill. And then there are those animes that are based on the dating simulation games. Um, hot to full boy. No, no, not like that. Thankfully. Like, um, like, okay, Fair, like Fairbrook, like, like, like what Ryan had played is like one of those kind of examples. Um, there was an anime called uh, Kamigami no Asabi. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that it, one. It's, it's only 10 episodes long. It, they're up in arms on whether or not they're going to come out with another one. They, they want to, but they don't know if they really want to. And I it, it's so pretty and I love the story. It involves Greek gods in a boarding school. It's it's a harem anime, so it's like a like a big group of people. Um, but a lot of the stuff that I 
like to watch is uh, Shonen Eye. Um, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that. like that's the like. There's one that just finished called Super Lovers, and before that there was one called Love Stage. I'm still patiently awaiting not a movie, but I want another season of Sakaichi Hatsukoi, and I need to watch Ginger Romantica season three. And for anybody who's wondering what the hell I'm talking about, it's basically. Shinonai translates as boy love, but it's, like, adults. It's not, like, you know, like, little boys or anything like that. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of, like, I guess in a way of saying it's it's the gay animes. That's fine. Um, but I'm also, like, into the fantasy stuff. So, like, sort of online, which a lot of people like to say is a complete ripoff of um, Dot Hack Sign. But one little thing, and if you've never seen Sword Art Online, I'm just going to spoil one little itty-bitty little tiny little thing. So if you want to skip over this, go ahead. And that is, okay, the difference between the two is Dot Hack Sign doesn't leave the video game world from what I understand. And Sword Art Online mm-hmm. takes place both in reality and in game. So it's not all just in the video game. That That's the difference. And, there, and a lot of people who like to get all hardcore like to throw that out there. And I'm just like, you're full of it. Shut up. <laughs> But anyways, so what other areas do you like, Emily, now that I just completely derailed the whole thing? Um, I watch a lot of different shows. One that I watched more recently that I really liked, it's called Erased. It's sort of like a murder mystery with time travel. Because basically this guy, he has the ability to like go back in time to stop some sort of um, life or death situation from happening. And there's this part where his mother is killed and he gets sent back in time to fix it, but it goes back to when he was in elementary school to when um, this this like kid this serial kidnapper like kidnapped one of his classmates. So he real he realizes that um, in order to stop his mom from being killed, he has to stop that guy from kidnapping his classmate because somehow they're connected. And he has to try to figure out, like, what he did wrong the first time to that allowed that to happen. So it's pretty interesting because it's, like, a 29-year-old man in, like, an elementary school schooler's body. And so he has to, like, figure out, like, how to act like an elementary schooler again while also solving the mystery. So it's that, pretty... That's actually really interesting to me. Um Without diving too deep into my uh, to my own personal psyche, Doctor Freud, <laughs> this is something I dream a lot about. I didn't I didn't have a tragedy that I want to go back and fix, but I often when I dream, I dream of about myself when I'm back in grade school, and I have to somehow remind myself I'm not an adult. I'm, I have to act like a grade school person, or else they'll know that hmm. I'm you know time traveling. So it, it's it's a reoccurring theme I have in my dreams. I didn't realize it to be a show about it. That's pretty cool. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to give that a go. Just on that topic, I have this reoccurring dream that drives me nuts that I'm always sneaking back into my old house and there are people already living there, but my furniture is still there. And <laughs> in my old room, <laughs> yeah, classic Sherilyn. No, but um, in my old room, I used to have this really big white bookshelf and I had you know all the Trixie Belden series and all my favorite books and photos and everything and every time I go to the house I always sit down in front of the bookshelf and I have to try and grab as many books as I can knowing I can only grab a few before I leave and I have no idea what it means and it drives me nuts because I can't stop dreaming about it but um yeah 
I think I'll have to get into a race. <laughs> Maybe it will help me get through this weird dream. I don't know. I have the stupidest reoccurring dream ever. I have it on my birthday every year. Um, it, it is so dumb. It is. I have no idea what it means. <laughs> I've actually looked it up, and there is nothing I can find on this. I am in a farmer's field, a random <laughs> it's farmer's funny already. field. It's already. Oh, it's stupid. It's really dumb. Um, and the way the dream plays out is I go over to this very specific carrot. I pull the carrot out of the ground, and then like, this big kind of tunnel appears that's like a striped tunnel. Like, I don't know if you have Sesame Street in Australia, but it's just like this yeah. tunnel or... Anyway, so it's a striped, uh, the striped tunnel, and I fall down. That's it. That's literally the whole concept of the dream. The problem huh. is, is when you've had it forty plus times, <laughs> you you you're like, I don't want to pull the damn carrot. <laughs> so I have done everything else I could possibly think of to get out of that field, but the field goes on forever. There's a there's a there is a farm and a farmhouse, but every time I go up to it, every door's locked. Every person's standing behind a window saying, "Pull the damn carrot." <laughs> Even the animals tell me to pull the damn carrot. <laughs> that is, and really it, it, it doesn't end until I go and pull the damn carrot. Hmm. Every year on my on my birthday, it's the stupidest thing. Ever. I I hope we have someone in Team Human who can interpret dreams because have that you, is really interesting. Uh, have you tried eating the carrot? <laughs> But I can't. As soon as I pull it out of the ground, I fall. Like it's like. Well, this, you're the still holding on to it as you fall. Eat it as you fall. It's like, come on, dude. you've seen Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> you know how this thing. works. Hey, man, eat. There's no eat me sign on it. Okay, it disappears like, as soon as I fall down the, the to, Like, <laughs> come on. It's a nasty carrot. It's got dirt all. It's organic. <laughs> but you know, detail. I have not tried that. I'll be honest. That is one thing I have not tried. <laughs> Well, so for next, your next year, birthday, March, if I, if I can eat the carrot. I'll like just kind of p- pull it out of the ground a little bit and start nibbling. <laughs> hey, does anyone else get you know when you're falling asleep and you wake yourself up because you, you dream that you've tripped over or you're catching a ball? Does anyone get that? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Lately, instead of having the dream as I'm falling asleep that I'm tripping over and then sort of joke myself awake. I now just sort of see static that you see on TV. Oh, that's creepy. It's really creepy. So I'll oh. see that flash in front of me and then I'll wake myself up. And it's You're in the Matrix. <laughs> I kid you not. I actually said that when I woke up the next day. I said, you know what? I think I'm in the Matrix. I think I'm coming out I, of it. I, I think we need I, to go somewhere and talk about this. <laughs> I, I seriously believe if I ever had a static coming out of anything like that, I would believe I was in the Matrix. Yeah, no, I, it, it messed me up for a while there because I started going, wait, is this reality? Or And then I got all... <laughs> Yeah, deep like that. But no, if anyone else has that weird static thing as they're falling asleep, please let me know. So that way I don't think I'm the only person in the Matrix. Well, it's because you <laughs> live out in the middle of nowhere for one thing. And static <laughs> is usually seen as white noise, which is a low definition signal. So you're only able to get up to like the 480i. And if you want to get up to like 1080 or 4K, you really got to get better internet, Terrilyn. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's what it's trying to tell me. To your internet. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Emily? Do you ever have any reoccurring dreams now that we've hijacked this thread completely? It's weird. I actually don't remember my dreams most of the time. I mean, Mm. I'll I'll, like remember it every once in a while, but for the most part, I just don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. No, there's nothing weird about it. Um, I actually, this is this is really going back. When I was in grade school, there was a we had we had this guy in our we had this thing called speech arts. I'm not sure if this is 
anywhere else, but you basically do a speech and there's categories and there's winners chosen and then they move on to state whatever. The storytellers basically what it is. And this one guy told a story about, or he told, uh, he did his on dreams. And basically the key to trying, at least trying to remember your dreams is when you wake up, just don't do anything for about five to 10 minutes and just kind of think about it. That is the only time that you'll ever be able to remember a dream is in that hmm. first five minutes. I mean, if it's robust enough, you're going to remember it. Sometimes you got to really think about it, but it's in that first five minutes is the only time that you can recall it. But uh, I, for me, I don't dream unless I'm in a deep sleep. And I'm sure that's very you know physical and that's very common, but I'm a very light sleeper. So I hadn't dreamed for a long time until I put earplugs in. Um, since I've been doing that, I've been dreaming again. So, hmm. How about you, Joey? Do you have reoccurring dreams? Involving the English rugby team? <laughs> Sorry. Do you, do you have reoccurring dreams? I have an anthology of reoccurring dreams. Um, wow. One of which involves a house that I used to live in back in Buxton, Maine. I know. Just let that town name sink in for a little while. Um, <laughs> and it was my grandmother's house where we, me, my mom, and my dad... And my baby sister lived for a little while, but there's this, it's kind of like a split level house. So like when you walk in, you can kind of like see the upper level, but then the down, then you're like right in front of the stairs. So that it leads down to the basement at the same time. And I just remember the dream is me stepping inside, hollering to see if anybody's home and the furniture all gr grows a mouth and starts heading for the stairs to come after me. So I'm forced <laughs> to run back back outside down a street where nobody's home in the afternoon kind of like I'm the last person on earth situation mm. um i later since found out what it it means and whenever it pops up it it it's just a uh, it's reminding me that i will get through whatever situ that similar situation is that happens again but um no as for not remembering your dreams when you wake up. Um, there's also belief that if you don't remember, like when you first wake up, if you don't remember your dreams necessarily, it means that subconsciously you've worked through what you needed to work through because that's really what dreams are. They're byproducts of stuff that either you're not dealing with during your consciousness or something that you're just not really able to deal with period so if you don't remember the dream it means on some subconscious level you've worked out whatever it is you've worked out and you can go about the rest of your daily life well see i don't think i believe that because if that's the case it means i've got a billion issues i haven't resolved because <laughs> i remember every single dream <laughs> well yeah you're human i mean <laughs> everybody's got those billions of issues <laughs> We all got issues, man. But man, I must have billions, God. Oh, cheerling. I, I, I can't get past grade school. I mean, you can't get past your old school? house. Joey's got an anthology. Probably has a guy with claws chasing him around. You know, in his favorite uh, how, movie of all time. No, see, Sorry, he's the one taking me out of you when you're in grade school? Oh. <laughs> Before or after the fire? <laughs> oh, goodness. Sorry, oh, how old are you when you're in grade school? Sorry, what was that, Tara? How old are you when you're in grade school? Like, what year is that? Um, well, in general, for, for us, we, we start kindergarten at four and we end grade school around 14. But I'm usually about 12 in my dreams. 
Right. No, because I, I didn't know what grade school is. I, th- I, th- I think it's the equivalent to our primary school here. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. That, Dumb like, question. Well, the terminology, even in th- between Canada and the U.S. is different. I mean, there's a middle school in the U.S. And, yeah. And, like, we don't have middle school. Uh, we sometimes have junior public school and senior public school, which that means seven and eight are separated out from, you know, kindergarten to six. But... And just just grade school, I guess, or primary school, whatever is easiest to understand. Twelve years old. <laughs> so, so, so for us, grade six, twelve years old. Um, that is when I, I keep going back, and I I, I walk into that schoolyard, and I'm just like, ah, oh. and it's always a hot kind of you know that hazy day where it's just like, ugh, why am I here? <laughs> but. Uh, and then it's mundane stuff. That's the worst part. Is that there's nothing of any circumstance that happens. I just we just go to class, and I have to pretend I don't know how to do math as well as I know how to do math. And then I soon realize I've lost most of the math that I learned oh, when no. I was twelve. I used to be very good at math. Something happened to me around. I think it was girls. Girls took math <laughs> out of my head. I'll be honest. That'll do it. It's yeah, what Felicia's mom said about girls in math. It's the opposite. She had it wrong. <laughs> she had it backwards. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right, Joey, take us into rapid fire. Well, before I go into rapid fire, I just wanted to uh, finish off um, uh, anime, which got derailed by the whole dream, dream, dream thing. thing there. That, <laughs> dream stuff. Yeah. Uh, so just really quick, what other kind of anime is um, – do you enjoy or could you recommend? Um, well, I've always loved music, so I have a special fondness for anime that relates to music. And one that I would definitely recommend, um, it's more classical music than anything, but it's still really good. Um, it's Your Lie in April. And basically, it's, it stars this kid who he grew up as a piano prodigy and he's like really, really good. But um, after his mom dies, like, he becomes unable to play and, like, he can hear music, just not his own playing. So he stops entirely. But then he meets this girl named Kauri who plays a violin, but she doesn't follow, like, the sheet music or anything. She just plays with her own heart and sort of just plays however the music moves her. And it inspires him so much that he starts being able to play music again. So it's... It's sort of like an inspiration, like everyone has troubles like playing now and then, but we're musicians, so you just so- sort of have to grit your teeth and teeth and do it anyway, and it's always in your soul, so no matter what, you'll have the music with you, that sort of thing. So it, it helped me a lot when I was working on the CD project, because I get very, very anxious, and it was honestly terrifying. But watching that anime just sort of helped me to get my motivation together to just get through it and get it done because I knew it would be worth it in the end. And you, you feel alive now, though. Yeah, after you get right. You yeah, definitely. Oh scene. my goodness, that made me I, so happy. I'm so envious of you guys. She actually came to Toronto on her book tour, and it was like a Thursday. And you're thinking, oh, no problem. Thursday, mm-hmm. it was. We, we had friends up to a cottage and we literally had to leave Thursday the night she was in town. It was like, uh, you got to be kidding me. She came no. here. <laughs> so I have yet to meet 
uh, Felicia. So maybe one day. Yeah, I hope she I comes hope back to Australia. Too. She's really, as I've said before, I've met her a few years ago when she came to Australia. But um, yeah, I hope she makes another visit. Hint, hint. Joey, have you met her? Um, well, I met her when she went to Brookline, Massachusetts last year. Uh, I went with mm-hmm. I went with Paige. Um, and I went with Dan and, uh, but when I saw the video of Andy at the table, uh, presenting Enrico yes. and then Felicia go, Felicia is like, Oh, Emily. I'm like, I, I kind of like teared up. I was just like, Oh my God. Like Emily's a star. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I like, I was already super nervous just waiting in line, like, trying not to drop the cupcakes that I brought her. Aww. But, yeah, I brought her cupcakes, strawberries and cream. <laughs> Thanks, Sugar Cube. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I was super nervous already, but when she, like, looked at me, she, like, lit up, and she knew me, like, before I had even said anything. And... Uh, I was I was so shocked. I did not expect it expect it at all. Then she like waved me over. It wasn't even my turn yet, but she like waved me over to the table, and she's like, "You are so fantastic." And I'm like, ah! oh. I I squealed in my head a little bit. Um, yeah, it, awesome. made, it made me so happy. And then she what? was saying that I should um keep like writing songs and sharing my music and stuff. So. I, I definitely plan on doing that, but it just blew me away that she not only knew who I was before I even started speaking, but ah, uh, it was so amazing. I have pictures cool. of it on Facebook if anyone wants to see them. I, I every time anyone put a picture up, and obviously a lot of people did during the book tours. I just I just loved getting into those moments with people, specifically when you get to see the videos, because I mean, you, yes, you, in, in almost every single instance. Felicia was genuine and kind and she knew a lot of these people before they approached and said hi my name is mm-hmm. it was just like how do you I mean she's clear I mean she, she's rather very good at doing her homework okay who are my Toronto humans or who are my <laughs> Milwaukee humans and what do I know them for or she just could be just an incredible person that knows all of us and and we just don't don't even we can't even fathom it at least that's how I, I I kind of feel about it. It's like if she knew who I was before I you know introduced myself, I would be like, <laughs> sort of like I don't know. I would lose my words. I believe at that moment. It's well, it's like I didn't think. No, go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. Well, at the time, I'm like, I didn't think I really had that much of an impact. I mean, yeah, I had posted stuff from like the CD and whatnot, but other than that, I didn't really expect her to know me. <laughs> so. I was shocked. Well, anyway, it's, it's kind turn. of like, I, I agree with Blair. Like when I see other people like getting to meet her and like seeing the photos and the videos and stuff, it's it's kind of like you see the online friends you make with people that you connect with, um, like your favorite artists and bands and whatnot. So whenever I see backstage signings uh, for like uh, Doro Pesh, I get kind of excited too because I'm just like, oh, one of these days I'm going to get to her concert and I'm going to get to go backstage and get a goddamn <laughs> autograph. And I'm going to be that that crazy dude that's like, okay, how many CDs can I fit into my bag without it like weighing me down to get all autographed by her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I've never been one for autographs. I, I, I just would like to be able to have a conversation with somebody and, and know that I've had that conversation personally. 
Uh, I have autographed things. Don't get me wrong. And and it's like I think for me, like as I was talking before we went live on stream, and I'm going to mention it. Tierlyn Puxty just released her second novel this past week, <laughs> and or I guess no, I guess it was yesterday for you. Yes, it went live? yesterday. Yes. So Shattered Girls is now live. Like I, I, I could easily buy online copies of, of these books and read them, and I do want to read them, but I want a physical copy, and I want Tierlyn to sign them for me. Um, that may take some doing, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's how I want that experience to be. Uh, it, it's funny because I generally don't care about autographs, but when I know the person like that, it's a little bit different for me. I feel a, mm-hmm. a sense of pride about it, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely because it's personalized, then it's a bit more special. Uh, I know what you mean. I'm always more get the photo with the person because that way, yeah, yeah you, you've almost got proof that it did happen. You didn't make it up in your head. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, because I'm a sports guy, maybe because I've just seen the, the the signature thing just get like there's a bunch of guys who don't even give a crap about the guy the, the sports personalities, but they just know how much their signature is worth, so they're just willing to do mm. whatever it takes, even like ruining that person's dinner, that person's night, just to get that autograph because they know the monetary value of it. And that kind of cheapens it for me, um, and maybe that's where my point of view is coming from in general. I don't want it to be a financial gain thing. I want it to be a cool thing. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm the same way. Don't, don't, get, don't get me twisted. Don't get, it, don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to twist you. I hope it was. I just, I've never really understood it. Anyway, sorry. My apologies. No, nah, it's okay, Blair. <laughs> don't worry. It's okay. Take us into rapid fire. All Joe. right, darling, Miss Emily, are you ready for the rapid mm-hmm. fire? Challenge accepted. Bring it on. All right, we're gonna we're gonna start it off easy. We're gonna work our way up. It's gonna be kind of like Hearthstone. So just get ready. Go with the flow. Favorite color? All right. Purple. Ooh. Are you a fan? I love. Are purple. you a fan of Prince? Yes. <sighs> I had I had a, I had a theory because anybody that that I've known whose favorite color was purple is a fan of Prince. It, it's a it's a weird <laughs> thing. Anybody that I know, like my dad, loves Prince. <laughs> favorite food oh um coconut vegetable curry over jasmine rice oh wow that was really Six. specific S- sorry I-, I love cooking so it's kind of specific <laughs> that's awesome thank you okay how about this I'll- i'm gonna make up a-, a whole brand new random question for you then okay you're oh, fighting no. a level 75 <laughs> boss and you have one thing left in your arsenal what is the one cupcake to take down this boss Oh, um, <laughs> let's see. I love it, Joey. Oh, goodness. Oh, sugar cube. Um, I would play this, now that I'm thinking about it, I would play this game, Battling Dragons with Cupcakes. You bet your ass I'd be all over this game. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. I'm sure there's a mod for it somewhere for Skyrim. Probably. There's already one to turn dragons into Thomas the, the train engine, so, I mean. Oh, boy. Yes, it's a thing. Anyway, um, I always rel- for, yeah, I always rely on my archery for my elf characters, but I think for the Khajiit character, I probably would just like, I would stun it when I when it when the dragon like came to the ground. I would stun it and then punch the crap out of it like over and over and over and over and keep stunning it every time it tried getting up again. So I think that I think that's what I would probably do. A stunning cupcake and a punching cupcake. Yes. Right. Stunning cup. Yeah. Paralyzed. I'm going to make a return to Oz fun. reference here. She's she's using limestone cakes. Oh, yes. 
All right, are you a morning person or a night person? Oh, definitely a night person. Yeah, I mean, totally. I, I've had I've had six a.m. shifts for work, and you can't expect me to be useful until at least like ten. It's it's just. It's just not a thing. Like me. It's most of your day done in a bakery, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes it hard. <laughs> yeah, like me. It's like 6 a.m. That's when you want me to start working. That's my bedtime. <laughs> it really nope. is. He's not kidding. Yeah. I've seen, I wake up in the morning, come on Facebook. He's like, here's the, the latest who pot I finished editing. I'm like, have you gone to bed yet? <laughs> oh, it's Julie. like, no. <laughs> oh, I have a. No, I'm, I'm the I same have, I have a weird sleeping schedule. And actually, there's a term. Because like I, because sometimes I'll go to sleep for like a few hours, be up for a couple hours, and go to sleep for a few hours. And there was, there's mm-hmm. actually in history, there, like in in reality, there is a term for people that actually used to do that, like almost a century ago, um, at the turn of the century. But I can't remember it for the name for the life of me. So anybody who's listening, if you go and Google that, there you go. All right, let's see <laughs> your favorite word. Oh, favorite word. I, I think I'll actually have to go with sugar cube, because yeah. it's just so cute and endearing, and I don't know a lot of like, a lot of people are sweet, so I like calling them sugar cube because it's endearing and sweet and it reflects them. So I guess I'll go with that. Love it. <laughs> what is your spirit animal? Ah, oh, my spirit animal. Um, probably a cat, because. I don't know, like, I can be very aloof at times, but there are definitely times where, like, I just want a little bit of attention. I don't know. But I also like sleeping, so that's a thing. Um, yep, those are cat traits. And they're cute. <laughs> well, not that I'm calling myself cute, because I'm really not. But I will anyway. stop it. Um, I will. I'll say it. <laughs> well, thank you. We would totally swipe right for you, Emily. It's okay. We promise. Aw, thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) What is one trait that you have that best describes you? Oh, um... I guess empathetic? I mean, before I judge someone, I try to, like, get into their head a little bit, figure out, like, what caused them to do that. Or, like, I don't know, I can take on their emotions and feel them for, my, for myself, which sounds weird, but it makes sense to me. No, but, it's, it's a very uh, human trait. I, yeah. I, I'm the same. I, I do the same thing all the time, and I think a lot of people in this community do, and that's why we get along yeah. so well with each other. Yeah, so I, I think I'd have to go with that. Well, people kind of gave up doing that with me, because as soon as they try to get into my head, they're immediately greeted with, Sorry, the person you're trying to reach is outside your calling zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I I could just I, I had this image of going into Joey's brain and you hear like the the Freddy song. One, two, Joey's coming for you. Oh no! <laughs> Three, four, better lock the door. See, there's your singing, Terlin. There you go. Well, you see, I have, I'm done. I have a very I'm dying. <laughs> I have a very messed up mind as it is. Not to not to go off onto another tangent, but like just to give you an example, I'm one of those people that if I'm listening to a song, I'll listen to the main part of it like the 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 inner like two and a half minutes of it usually sometimes um at least mainstream music anyways because i'm only able to focus on it for so long because immediately like 
I'll hear one lyric and my brain transitions it right into another song. <gasps> I'm the same. And really? the most inappropriate example that I can give you. <laughs> this sounds oh, like a great is, transition, by the way. Is, um, yeah. Lords of Acid, they have a song called Face Down, Ass Up. So in my head, if I'm hearing the song, <laughs> it'll go like, you know, face down, ass up. And then all of a sudden you hear the 70s disco. That's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, we like it. Like, that's my brain. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm oh, sorry man. to go that route, but like, I, that's the, that's the only way that I can oh, ever actually explain it to anybody and have them truly understand what I'm talking about. And it sucks because, especially like if I'm doing trivia, like I have to focus because my my brain is doing so many different things at the same time. Like doctors thought, mm-hmm. well, it's not you know ADHD, but we don't know what the hell is wrong with him, so just take him home and put him to bed. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, not, back, back, back to Emily, not me. <laughs> no worries, I don't mind. Uh, let's see. Uh, biggest pet peeve. Oh, um, probably when people chew too loudly near me. I, I know that sounds weird, but I get chronic migraines, so my hearing is oddly good. So if someone chews like a little too loudly, it's super grating on my ears and. I get the urge to punch them in the face. You would punch me in the face. I apparently, even with my mouth closed, I'm a, I'm a loud chewer. My wife's the same. And she's just like, can you chew quieter? And I'm like, my mouth is closed. How do I chew quieter? <laughs> it reminds me of season six of the guild. Actually, I'm a very quiet eater. I eat only soft foods. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that one. Oh, goodness. I want to watch that show again. Um... Okay, now this is one that I was kind of curious to know. Um, okay. What is the origin of Toriel? Oh, okay. Um, have you seen the Hobbit movies? Um, I own all yes. three extended editions on Blu-ray in the 3D format. Same here. Nice, sugar cube. Anyway, <laughs> um... <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, Toriel is the name of the ginger elf in the hobbit movies she is not in the books mm-hmm. book i should say but right. she is in the movies she's kind of like a love interest for um legolas but yeah mm-hmm. she's yeah I, of, I like her a lot i'd say it more for the one of the dwarves than legolas. yeah yeah um yeah he legolas had a crush on her too but yeah the main the main one is her and the dwarf but, you know, I I love those books. Um, yeah. Movies, I'm I, I don't mind them. I shouldn't I shouldn't dive too deep, but I love the Hobbit. Is the Hobbit's the book that got me into um, fantasy in in general? It was it was teacher of ours read it to us in grade six again with grade six, um, twelve years old, and and that was it for me. I I found the thing that I loved, but I actually liked the addition of the character of Tariel. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure if I liked Legolas in there to be frank, but I liked Tariel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like her a lot because, like, she's strong and she has, like, a strong will as well. And, mm-hmm. like, um, friend Will and Legolas are always like, you need to do this. But she's like, oh, well, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. She just sort of, mm-hmm. she thinks on her own instead of immediately following something just because someone else told her to. And I, I really like that a lot because... 
a lot of female characters feel like they have to bow to the pressure of like others around them and i really like that she just kind of does her own thing and she follows her heart and i I like her a lot i kind of wish she was actually written into the book personally because same i mean i I know there's a lot of purists that'll be like oh no but i'm like no no she that that character was a good addition to the story in my personal opinion yeah so um well i could toriel was wrong um because I'm I'm one of those weirdos <laughs> that likes to watch the like ten hours of anecdoted like bonus material. <laughs> Same here. Like and, and I'll it's watch fun. the movie and like listen to every single commentary like at least once. So like the, like the entire day like I'm, there's commentary going. Um, yes. And I could be wrong. Was she or was she not at one point in one of other the other Tolkien pieces like the Silmarillion because. Um, Peter Jackson was talking about like in the the first part of the Hobbit, um, the wizards are mentioned, but there's only there's they don't actually show the two blue wizards because of the copyright material of the fact that they didn't have the licensing to use them because it, it's it's a weird thing like one company has licensing for part of the story while MGM mm-hmm. and Warner Brothers kind of like combined their efforts to get like 98% of it at the same time so they could only borrow bits and pieces where they could like i is she, i wonder if she's actually an original character but from something else in all of the canon I'm not sure because I've I've read some of the Silmarillion and I haven't seen her show up yet. Um, so I'm guessing if she's not in there, then maybe she's in another written work that isn't included in the books. Um, that'd be really cool, though. I would definitely read that. Then again, I'm one of those people that's just like, like I'm not Christian or anything, but I would love mm-hmm. if somebody out there, like I know the Silmarillion's like the closest thing to it, but like if somebody could just put, like take the Silmarillion and put it into like a format of like how the Bible is formatted in a way. <laughs> like, uh, like I want to yes. know how, you know, Middle Earth was created and like know about all like everything from the beginning, kind of like in that format. Like if it was in that format, I could probably read it, but the Silmarillion, it kind of jumps all over the place. And that's why I have a hard time focusing on it. Yeah. And there's so many like names for like places and people that it, it feels like every other word, it's another name. And you're trying to remember all of them. And it gets very confusing. But um, listening to the audiobook actually helps for that. Because um, you focus less on, like, okay, how do I pronounce this name again? But you can actually focus on, like, what's going on in the story. So that helps me, at least. I'm not sure about you. Well, it, it does and it doesn't. Um, well, like, one other thing uh, before I continue is... I was one of those people that saw the movies before I got to any of the books. I had actually the Hobbit. I had the Hobbit read to me when I was very, very young, but that was, that was all of Tolkien that I had ever heard. And then I didn't really pay attention to the animated movie, which I actually do enjoy now, but Mm -hmm. I feel like the movies spoiled me in such a way because when I actually got to the audiobook for return of the King, because the way that Tolkien writes, I can focus on it when it's read to me, but I cannot read him. <laughs> I'll get yeah, I'll get to like a page. No, I'll be like, okay, that. I want cake now because I just like burned through all my brain cells. Um, <laughs> when at the very end, 
with the wedding between Aragorn and um, Arwen. Mm-hmm. It, it it felt like I was just supposed to accept it the way that it was written in the book, and I and I understand it was written at a different time, and it's written in a whole other context. But I'm really mm-hmm. really happy that they they did the love story the way that they did in the films because I probably would have never connected the way that I did with Arwen the way that I did with the films just because of what was presented to me in mm-hmm. the book. And it's one of those things where the filmmakers make a decision that actually helps and enhances the story for the better. Because if you had tried to put it on screen the way that it's written in the book, I don't think many people would have accepted it. Yeah, it's like he's marrying who now? It's like Pretty like much. she would have she would have come on from stage right like who the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> if you could have unlimited storage for one thing, what would it be? <gasps> oh, probably music or dang nabbit. Um Like physical storage? It can be anything you want. All right, sugar cube. Um, probably video games then, because I mean, I I could have a lot of storage on my phone for music, but f- for storing things, yeah, I I definitely say video games because I have a lot, and I'd love to have extra storage for that. Which letter in the alphabet best describes you? Hmm. Maybe R. I'm not really sure, but the fir- the first letter that popped in my head when you asked me that was R. See, that's where I kind of went, but immediately it changed to W for warrior. <laughs> Just because you're like your Skyrim and you're a human, which automatically makes you a warrior. Just so you know. Duh. Aw, sugar cube. Yeah, I- I'd say either R or W would work then. Maybe W. Yeah, I'll go with W. Alright. Last but not least. How awesomely, amazingly, fabulous in the whole wide world is Toronto Gal. Allison! I love Toronto Gal. She is one of the, one of the nicest and most helpful members of the Team Human community. Like, when I was working on the project, like, she would always help me with, like, motivation and getting her, like, thoughts and inputs on different things. And I I, I love Allison. She's, she's just so wonderful. And she's so kind to <clears throat> everyone. And she sort of keeps the boat afloat, I guess you could say. And she's such a great mod, too. I, I definitely admire her a lot for her patience and kindness with everyone, even some people who are a little bit rude. So I, I definitely admire her a lot. And I hope to be more like her. So, Isn't it amazing that we're 14 Hoopods in now, this being the 14th, and everybody we've asked has had an incredible story. Even Tierlin, who didn't mm-hmm. know how we were referring to her, <laughs> as soon as we clarified who, who she was, she knew exactly, and she had a story as well. So it's, 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 it's awesome. It's incredible that mm-hmm. uh, we have this sort of levity with one human being and uh toronto gal our hat at here at hot who pod is always off to you <laughs> all right so we're running a bit long so we're gonna skip the suggestion section yeah he just doesn't right want to sing the... that's why 
We're, we'll get right into the promotional <laughs> section. We, 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 we really are running long. Or, yeah, I was going to do it. I didn't like uh-huh. it, but I was going to do it. Yeah, well, you're not getting uh, out you, of it next time. We are doing it next, next time. Next time. Next time. Okay. Well, wait. I got to sing um, on here, though. I totally did it. I sang I, I did a match so I don't know what medley. she's talking about. <laughs> I, I, I sang the Freddy Krueger song. So. <laughs> Anyway, so let's get into the promotional section. Let us start with Emily. Is there anything that you would like to promote your CD? Any, anything else? Whatever. Um, I'm still making copies of the CD for anyone who is interested. You can contact me either on Twitter or Facebook, and I will either email you the MP3s if you wish. Otherwise, I can also make and send physical CDs as well. Interested, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested. <laughs> Put me down. Okay, yeah, definitely. I, I sent a CD to Joey already. Woohoo! So I, I'd be more than happy to send one to you, Blair, and you, Tierlin. Yeah, so. you should awesome. see my yeah. face like, every single day. Like when after she after she said that she had sent it, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so Milwaukee's like halfway, you know, through the United States. I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna think like two, three days max, even on the like the cheapest shipping and handling. And I waited like a week mm-hmm. and a half because the post office took their sweet ass time. And I'm like, where is my CD? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, don't. Oh, not you your fault. You it's their fault. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the CD, if people want a copy to contact you, the best way to contact you? Um, Probably Twitter. I'm on there a lot more often than Facebook. Yeah, just if you don't follow me already, you can follow me and send me a DM and... We can chit-chat about and, that. And that handle is? <laughs> you didn't want to pronounce it. No, I, I don't. <laughs> we had this conversation beforehand after I butchered Andy's name last week. No, it's okay. Um, it's Toriel X Ayla. Toriel A- X Ayla. Yeah. X A E L A. There we go. So follow her on Twitter. How adorable is she, guys? Seriously. <laughs> She is the she's the original sugar cube. Oh, um, any, sweet. Anything else? Uh, Twitter, CD. That's about it. Or or do you have other things? Um, I, I believe Andy mentioned the book that we wrote. Yes, yes. Please yes. tell us more um, about the book. Okay, so um, I, I helped with that, and um, we went to the Humane Society, and we were able to donate some of the proceeds to them and we are still making copies of that if anyone else is interested and again the email is enrico and eduardo at gmail.com mm-hmm. and if you'd like a copy we are still hoping to get more donations to the humane society if possible so if you would like a copy of that and support some cute cute tiny creatures that likely felicia would shoot with an arrow hey. um in a video game, not in real life. And, yeah, in a video game, of course. Um, yeah, so you can just contact Andy or I there, and yeah, yeah, I'll be right. happy to you. get a book to you. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or Facebook. Yeah. That works too. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll definitely be in contact Monsieur with you. Couture. Uh, well, people can find me on Twitter at JoeyCouture underscore, and you can also check out my uh, YouTube channel. Right now, I only have one abridged Tomb Raider stream up right now. Um, I will be doing uh, more work with those in the upcoming week. Uh, I had to take a little bit of a break um, because Uh of 
some life altering yep. changes and that and and work kind of caught up with me they were like <laughs> it, was, it was like i was I'll put it to you this way. Like, I had a set schedule for a certain amount of hours for, like, an entire week, and they quadrupled, and I was just like, well, I guess I'm not doing anything productive for the next week or so. <laughs> uh, so, I will be releasing more of those. I've had a couple of ideas of other things uh, to do on my channel other than the abridged, um, and I'll actually kind of, like, unofficially announce that right now, if you want. Um, I was thinking of doing... Like, you know how you go to Wikipedia and you can hit, you know, a daily random fact and it pulls up a fact that you can just, like, read about? Well, I had thought yeah. about doing, like, a daily random fact for, you know, Monday through Friday. And I thought, that'd be really kind of cool. But I'm like, no, I really want to target it a little bit more than that. So I was thinking of going to the World of Warcraft Wikipedia and picking a random Ooh. WoW fact to, like, do each and every day. That would get released. Um, so like, one of, like one of one of the topics could be a murloc, and like that would be the the, the five minute like random fact of the Ooh. wow fact of the day. Um, uh, that sounds cool. So that that was Ooh. that's a possible future project. Uh, but another project that I am actually working on, and I actually discussed this with Tierlin to get her feedback on, and I am also planning writing my own first novel um yes excellent that sounds really really good i want him to hurry up and write it <laughs> um, <laughs> not everybody writes a book in a week Carolyn. <laughs> yeah sugar well cube. actually if you, there's a site online and it tells you because it the the article was titled um nano month try nano weekend where yeah. you write mm -hmm. an entire book in three days mm. Um, oh, but it's actually more like wow. five because you need two days of pre-planning. Uh, uh, and it, it basically, it's just to get the, the main rough draft, like out of your head and onto paper, so to speak. So you can go through, right, edit, right. flesh out. Um, so I may or may not do that method or not. I'm not entirely sure because I'm one of those people where if I think about something too long, I come up with five other scenarios for the moment that I've just thought of. <laughs> so it's like, I don't think I could do that. Um, I just have to write in the moment. <laughs> um, and other than that, uh, there, I've been doing a couple other things. Uh, I've been working with a producer by the name of uh, Michael Perez. He is actually the uh, producer face for actress and singer Tuesday Night. She is now just getting all of her music onto iTunes. So anybody that's a fan of her from Nightmare on Elm Street 4, you can buy the Nightmare single on iTunes now, along with some of her other stuff. Cool. Uh, she's had music appear in Mad About You. She's had music appear in a couple of other movies. She does Blondie covers. So anybody who's a fan of Blondie, um, you can totally check her out. <laughs> also, I just want to shamelessly plug Pirate Cat Booty. Um, for anybody who is into <laughs> good, handmade good jewelry and craft, uh, she will do commissions like like customized stuff. Ooh. She actually, as a gift, made me a Freddy Krueger chainmail bracelet with little small Ooh. Freddy Krueger pendant icons. Um, so you can totally do that. Like like if you, I'll put it to you this way: if you want like an Eduardo or Enrico chainmail style <laughs> bracelet, you give her the all the information you want, and she will make it. I'm not kidding. She will do it. That's awesome. 
Ooh, yeah, so you can idea. totally check her out on uh, on Etsy and on Facebook, Pirate Cat's Booty. Um, awesome. Because I do a lot of stuff with her as well. Um, and other than that, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Wow. <laughs> that that was that was an impressive list. That was good. Yeah. Um, now, Tierlin, talk to us a little bit about Honey Roast and uh, that little book thing that you, you have. <laughs> yeah, not a big deal. No. <laughs> um, yeah, Honey Roast. Uh, I've been really slack in trying to promote it. So basically what it is is uh, you've all heard of uh, roasting, which is a really negative trend online where you put up your photo saying roast me and people will just say really nasty things. So I thought, bugger <laughs> that. Let's make the Honey Roast, which is a really positive way to just, you know, compliment and flatter people when they're feeling a little bit down about themselves physically or emotionally yeah so um it's only a small group at the moment so if we could really build it up and just start yeah just this really nice little tradition of honey roasting people I think that'd be a really good thing for people who yeah just having a bad day or a bad week or whatever so um how do people find the Facebook group just type in honey roast I think. And do they just request to join or is it an open group? Or uh, You have to request to join because I figured if it's public, that can be a little bit awkward. So it's a private group, yes. but I accept everyone unless you're a troll and then I'll remove you <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just pretend that never happened. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, I don't know if my book Broken Dolls will still be free by the time this goes out, but right now it's free on Amazon Kindle. It's currently sitting at number one in Dystopian, which is really cool, and it's number forty overall out of millions of millions of books. So it's um yeah, it's gone up 40. two spots since we've started the podcast. Nice. I know. <laughs> I, I I will grab it on Amazon. I need to. I want to bu- buff that number up. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes, I'm please. so proud of you, Sugar Cube. Oh, thank you so much. It's kind of surreal still. It's something I've always dreamt about. And now that it's actually happening, it still doesn't feel real, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but um, its, sequel Shattered, it's sequel, Shattered Girls, came out yesterday. Um, that's pretty much it for me. Um, you probably also noticed that I put up a thing about Music Oz on Team, hum- on team Human. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What that is, is three years ago, I was in the top 25 of Australia uh, for the Independent Music Awards, it's this huge thing. You mm. go to the same venue where they have the Logies and you walk the red carpet and you're on TV and all that fun stuff. And um, now it's been three years, but they're finally, you know, nominating people again. I'm in the top 12 of the People's Choice Award. So, um, yeah, if anyone wants to vote for me, that'd be really cool and I could win an and award. And you can vote every day. <laughs> you can vote every, every day. day. Um, all day every day all day every day so (laughs) so yeah so there's that um and yeah otherwise i'm just yeah being a country girl putting on a willy wonka play and uh just chilling (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh what was that willy wonka email thing (laughs) oh my god oh my god it was so bad (laughs) okay so um in this industry, you kind of just have to be very forward, you know. You have to email a lot of people, you know, to, you know, schmooze and whatnot. So I sent a very important email to someone who could, you know, probably get my career going. And I don't know how it happened. And I'm sure I will laugh about it one day. <laughs> 
but I sent the email and it was you know, very well written and it was very polite, you know, very charming. And I hadn't heard back and it'd been about two weeks. So I thought, you know what, I'll just check my sent mail just to make sure I went through. And I clicked on it and I found there was an attachment. I thought, oh no, that's, that's really odd. And I looked at the attachment and it was an instrumental backing of a letter from Charlie Bucket from the musical Willy Wonka. <laughs> and not only did it send it once, but there are two attachments of this song of this little kid that goes, dear Mr. Wonka, and just goes into song. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah, I don't think I'll hear back. <laughs> well, maybe you will. You never know. Um, it's I guess just so I'll... bizarre. I don't even know how it happened. <laughs> Random clicks, I guess. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'll dive into me. My name is Blair Beverage. You can find me at Blair Beverage on Twitter, at Hoopod, at Webisode Watch, or the other Twitter handles that I look at. Um, Facebook, I'm there. Instagram, I'm there. I'm, I'm pretty much on all the stuff. You can find me under Blair Beverage. Basic Adventuring 101 finally has a date. June 21st is when we'll be showing episode two. Um, as previously mentioned, I am not in episode two, but I will be in episode three. There is a teaser trailer up though right now on basicadventuring101.com. I'm in that. You can see me. I'm the green guy. Um, (laughs) I'm the guy who starts the voiceover at the beginning of the video. So, uh, really, really excited about that. Can't wait to see, see it. I'll be probably seeing it with you guys for the first time. So that's going to be really awesome. Uh, and that's, that's me. That's, that's us. And, uh. That's Emily. Thank you very much for joining us here on this Who Pod. Once again, another amazing interview. Um, we, we, I love when we drift. And we, we drifted into <laughs> the, the dream worlds and we drifted into anime. And that's, that's what all this is about. We kind of, that's where we get the real cool stuff that comes out, in my opinion. So anyone who wants to be on this show in the future, please feel free to come on and take us wherever we want to. I'm actually wanting to do this. And, and I did not run this by anyone, so I hope my co-hosts are okay with this. I want to put a challenge out. I am wanting to, on a weekly basis when we record these things, read a little bit of fan fiction from you guys. So, Oh, gosh. I'm going to throw this out here, and it's nothing to do with Emily, so don't worry about it. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to, this week, get submissions from you guys, and you can please send them to humanpodcast at gmail.com about your favorite Harry Potter fan fictions. I don't care... Where you take it, take it where you want, but it can be no more than five pages. So give me five pages, and we will read the one that is the most entertaining to all of us, because we'll pass it around so everybody can see them. Um, we'll read it. We'll read a section of it. So I challenge you guys, Harry Potter, no more than five pages, uh, fan fiction, and we'll read the best one on air. I want to once again thank my co-hosts Joey Couture and Terrilyn Puxty, and of course our guest Emily Tariel. The original sugar cube. <laughs> the original, su- original, original sugar cube. <laughs> yeah, blah, new tongue. So again, once, once again, thank you. Yeah, oh my God, right I believe in you, sugar cube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joey, let me fix this. I'm usually good at this. Okay, in three, two. <laughs> He's totally not gonna fix nope. this. This is all <laughs> staying in. It's totally <laughs> staying in, and I know it. So I want to say good mission. No, this one's in. I'm sorry. I'm out of retcon pills. Get a hold of Captain Jack Harkness and I will fix it. But until then. Oh, God, Captain Jack. Apparently back in Doctor Who, by the way. That's the rumor. 
Looking forward to that. All right, guys, till next time, take care.